What's going on, everybody? This is the Hockey Dudes Podcast. I'm back with another episode. I know you guys have missed me, so here I am dropping another one back in. Maybe you haven't missed me. I don't know. Thank you for the constructive criticism I got in the most recent Apple Podcast review. I appreciate that. Although I don't know if really anything constructive came out of it other than you just don't like me. Sorry. Glad I can carry you through the summer, though. Um, random friend who dropped me a little note. Hey, why, hey, speaking of which, while you're here, let me tell you to go to Apple Podcasts, drop a review, let me know how I'm doing. Trying to get back on the daily grind. It's been a tough last couple weeks, guys. I've just, if I'm being completely honest, I've had a hard time to get myself up and and willing to do these podcasts I've just had a lot on my mind and I don't need to get too much into it but life's just life's just been a little crazy not not my personal life everything in my personal life is uh, anchored down grounded well and secure you know I've got a lovely wife got a cute little dog and I just got a good job too that I like so everything's good on this front my family is all good everything it's just, I feel like sometimes with my job, I have to spend so much time on the internet and I have to be basically tapped in six out of seven days a week. I just have to be locked into what's going on, both on the Ohio State front and then on the hockey front. I'm just so tapped in sometimes. And obviously being on Twitter, being on the internet, I see everything going on in the world news. And I just, I get so many stories I feel like in the last two weeks, there have been so many stories that are just brought me a lot of sadness. And, you know, for those who are tapped in, you know what those are, and I don't need to dive into them, but it's just tough, man. It's just tough right now. I'm going to be completely honest. It's just that has had an emotional impact on me, and I've had a lot of sleepless nights, and I just, I don't know. I don't really know who to talk to about it, to be honest. Mackenzie doesn't really care that much she's she Mackenzie looks at her world more on a micro level you know more of like what what is going on in my day she doesn't she doesn't spend as much time on the internet frankly as I do so she doesn't see that stuff and you know I'm just macho man don't have the courage to talk about it but I have the courage to talk to you guys about it and thank you guys for being there for me I, th- I appreciate that nonetheless I am still excited about this hockey team. I am still excited about what the Blue Jackets are bringing to the table here in this offseason. And I'm excited for 2021. And we're only just, we're less than two months away now. Month and a half away from October 14th, which is the Blue Jackets' first game of the season. Against the Coyotes, who don't have a home as an arena, which I'll get into later. We're even closer to September 27th which is when the Blue Jackets play the Penguins on the road for their first preseason matchup. 
But I just did want to talk a little bit about what our guy Oliver Bjorkstrand is doing for Team Denmark. It's been quite amazing. He's actually pulled them all the way from the bottom. Not from the bottom. But he's pulled Denmark into the 2022 Winter Olympics, which are coming up. This is crazy. That is one benefit from the Summer Olympics being pushed to 2021 is you kind of ride that high. You know, you'll never likely, more than likely, knock on wood, ever get to experience this in your life again where you go straight from the Summer Olympics in 2021 into the Winter Olympics in 2022. But, you know, the qualifying is still going on and teams are trying to get in. And Denmark, you know, is one of those teams that has Oliver Bjorkstrand on the squad, and he has absolutely led the way for him. The guys played great over this past weekend. Bjorkstrand helped Denmark get their first ever berth in the Olympic Games. Unbelievable. They defeated Slovenia 4-3. to South Korea, they crapped on them 11-1, to and Norway 2 nothing. Bjorkstrand, three goals, two assists, totaling for five points in those three games. He had a hat trick in the first five minutes and 24 seconds in the game against South Korea. And I had an absolute time with the people on Twitter when this happened, naturally, as I do. I'm just always clowning 24-7. I think I saw people, I'll get you the exact person right now. It was CBJ Opinions. CBJ Opinions was the person, and this guy tries to be one of those Twitter accounts that kind of centralizes all the Blue Jackets news. You see those pop up. You'll see like CBJ. They'll be they'll either be titled like CBJ News or Columbus Blue Jackets Hockey Page. Like there's all kinds of those accounts, and some successful, some not. One of my favorite ones is CBJ coverage, which is done an absolute hell of a job over the last year being a central location where they just take all the Blue Jackets news and they just put it on their timeline. Never really creating their own kind of content outside of some graphics or, you know, in which they do make amazing graphics, but just doing a good job at staying on top of things and never missing a beat and always, you know, being a good place to go And if you feel like you've missed something. You can always rely on them. And that was that count, you know, it's hard work, but it pays off. It's done really well. And they were just, you know, following Oliver Bjorkstrand and what he's doing for Team Denmark over the weekend. And they tweeted this out. Oliver Bjorkstrand has been attempting to lead Team Denmark to their first Olympic Games ever. He scored three goals today against the Republic of Korea in a six-minute span. Should we expect a big season out of Bjorki? How many points will he put up? And that's bait. That is the bait right there. That is the that is the bait. That's the bait. And CBJ Opinions, which is funny enough, also like one of those Twitter accounts that is trying to be one of those centralized locations for all CBJ news. They haven't had the same success as other Blue Jackets accounts have, or specifically CBJ coverage, but they, you know, the the foundation is there. Just hasn't done any work. But they commented on this, and it ended up just, you know, these accounts, when they don't become what they appear to have started off to be their intended purpose, they just become a place where fans can give their takes. And that is 100% the Hockey Dudes Twitter account. I want to be completely clear on that. That is what the Hockey Dudes Twitter account is. It is just a place 
that is attached with this podcast, but it is 100% me just tweeting out my opinions on the team. I do a horrible job keeping up on all the news on that page specifically. I'm just not that guy that feels like I need to retweet everything. I just don't do that. I just am there for the comedic relief. I'm there for the humor, man. I'm there for the humor and the takes and the steaming hot takes. But this guy, CBJ Opinions, commented on the CBJ coverage, which dropped that, and they said Oliver may be the key consistent offensive production on the Blue Jackets this season. Is it reasonable to expect 30 goals, 35 assists, 60 points? No, that is not reasonable to expect. And I actually go back to a time when... It was the season, it was the off season after we lost Artemi Panarin. And, of course, we had that magical run. I call it a magical run because it was literally the, the biggest, the closest thing the Blue Jackets have ever had to a run. But it was when we beat the Tampa Bay Lightning after that off season, the greatest season in Blue Jackets hockey. Truly, it was. And we didn't have Panarin coming back. But there was still optimism around the team. And, you know, people who, even though the fans themselves were down, there were people in the media who who tried their best to wrangle up the people and be like, listen, this team is, this team is better. We're, we're fine without our Timmy Panarin. We didn't, we don't need him. We don't need him. We'll get through this brethren. Let us join together and believe together anyway I specifically remember being on the CBJ artillery podcast love that podcast favorite blue jacket podcast other than this one of course and I love my friend Jordan Jordan Mills great guy Kyle Spencer love those dudes great dudes Jordan's given me a lot of beer in my lifetime in my young lifetime but I specifically remember him posing this question. How many goals will Cam Atkinson score this year? How many points will Cam Atkinson get this year without our Timmy Panarin, who, by the way, helped Cam on his way to 69 points, which is a career high for Cam Atkinson. Never did that without our Timmy Panarin. In fact, only one time had gotten to 60 points without our Timmy Panarin, and that was his previous career high before he had 69. Nice. They, he asked, how many points will Cam Atkinson score this year? And I specifically remember Jordan saying, Cam's going to have 80 points this season. And I just remember being like, bro, you, you are severely overestimating Cam Atkinson's ceiling. You aren't just overestimating Cam Atkinson as a player. You are overestimating his ceiling, his absolute ceiling. It is not 80 points without Artemi Panarin. Bro, you were smoking he put up that year after that 26 points in 44 games. That, of course, was the pandemic year. But, I mean, Jordan thought that Cam was going to be a point-of-game guy. And the point is, is guys don't just become point-of-game guys, okay? They're, like If nothing about their circumstance changes from the year before, it's certainly not them losing talent around them on their lines, which is what happened to Cam Atkinson. Certainly not what is going to happen to Oliver Bjorkstrand once he comes back for the Blue Jackets and doesn't have Pierre-Luc Dubois. 
and has to deal with the likes of Jack Roslovic trying to learn how to play center, which Jack Roslovic does know how to play center. I want to believe to the 100% fullest that Oliver Bjorkstrand can be a 60-point guy. And actually, you know what? That I, I don't want to compare that take to Jordan's take because it's not fair. Because Oliver Bjorkstrand would have been close to 60 points last season. He, he scored 44 points in 56 games. Um, he would have been close. He would have had 28 games to score 14 points. And at the rate he was going, he would have gotten there. But ask yourself, did his situation improve? Is he playing with anybody new at center? His centers are going to either be Jack Roslovic or Max Domi, who were guys he played with last year. And Jack Roslovic came in and had a special year. You know? I I don't know. Is Patrick Laine going to fully buy into this new Brad Larson offense? I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I feel like he will. But I just listen, the point is is let's not overreact to Oliver Bjorkstrand scoring a hat trick against South Korea. Okay, good for him that he brought the Danes to the 2022 Olympic Games. That's awesome. It is. But here's the thing is the superstar numbers that he puts up in the Olympic Games is not the superstar numbers that he's going to put up when he gets back into the NHL. I shouldn't say that 60 points is unreasonable. I just feel like 30 goals... I'm not going to expect 30 goals from Oliver Bjorkstrand just because simply because I'm not going to have high expectations. I refuse to have high expectations for this team. My expectations is that this team is going to be one of the worst teams in the league because that is what their roster shows me. Now, if there's one league that I know that has parity in it, it is the NHL. So, I'm going to look at the individual players that the Blue Jackets have on this team and try to picture them each at their ceiling. And for Oliver Bjorkstrand, his ceiling is 60 points. I believe that. I simply believe his ceiling is 60 points. It is what Cam Atkinson was with Artemi Panarin, but on his own. Oliver Bjorkstrand finds ways to score on his own and can do a little bit more can help himself a little bit more passing wise than Cam Atkinson can. So that's what I expect. I don't expect him to go out there and light the lamp and be a point of game guy. Cause why would I his roster next to him to his left and right is, is nothing that should help him do that for me to expect that. At least this team has no superstars. Patrick Laine is not a superstar. He's not. He had a a very good first few years with Winnipeg. But even if you look closely at those seasons he had with Winnipeg, if you really dive into it, he was mediocre for months at a time. For months at a time, he was mediocre. That is not a characteristic of superstars. Superstars are point-of-game guys. Year in and year out for six, seven, eight years worth of their career. They do that. That is not Patrick Lightning. 
And Patrick Laine, I think sometimes thinks he is a superstar and he probably should because he comes here to Columbus and he gets treated as such because we're so afraid that we're going to lose guys like him. Okay. And I get that. Maybe that works with some guys. I hope the team doesn't treat him like that. I hope Brad Larson still is, is tough on him and still tries to milk out the, the most amount of talent he can out of him. And not in the way that John Tortorella did it because John Tortorella wanted you to play his game. I hope Brad Larson truly does hope Patrick Laine get the best out of what Patrick Laine is good at. And for Patrick Laine, his ceiling is point of game guy. Haven't seen it. Didn't see it last year. And granted, it wasn't a full year, but I, I'm I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, speaking more of the teams that did make the Olympics, I would like to read off the groups because I think they're hilarious. Three groups, so 12 teams made the Olympics. Group A, Canada, the United States, Germany, and China. I do not know how this China Chinese team made this tournament, but I'll tell you what, the spread for those games between the United States and China and Canada and China is going to be like favoring the United States by at least 10 goals, right? Don't you think? I'm going to be fascinated when February comes around and we hit that long month Olympic break from the NHL and and these teams gather together and all the NHLers go to play in these games. And I'm going to absolutely bet the spread on every Canada versus China game or United States versus China game. Hell, I'll bet even bet the spread on China, on Germany versus China. This is going to be hilarious. Good for China for making the Olympics. Group B is the Russian Olympic Committee, the Czech Republic, Switzerland, and Denmark. Congratulations, Bjorki. If they, hey, I'm not going to say they can't get out of that group. I'm not going to say Denmark can't get out of that group. Czech Republic's going to be tough. They'll be tough, but Denmark should be on page with Switzerland. Uh, Czech Republic's going to be tough. Voracek should be playing for Czech Republic. I have the list of guys who will be playing for each team. Jakub Voracek will, yeah, he will be playing for Czech Republic. Zach Rowenski, of course, will be playing for the United States. Line A and Corpusala will be playing for Finland. Elvis will be representing Latvia. Did did I read off Latvia? Oh, Latvia did make it. They did make it in Group C. Finland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Latvia. Love that. Um, Gustav Nyquist, Sweden, Vladislav Gavrikov, Russia, Dean Kukin, Gregory Hoffman for Switzerland, and Samuel Nasko. Don't know who that guy is. We'll be playing for uh, Slovakia. Yes, of course. That is that is their country. But, yeah, good stuff there. Love to see that. Love to see that. Uh, uh, let's talk about some, um, some Columbus natives. Connor Murphy, the defenseman for the Chicago Blackhawks, he got a $4.5 million deal. Uh, $4.5 uh, per year, four-year contract, starting in 2022-2023. Listen, he's a guy 
who I severely want just because I love the idea of Blue Jackets collecting as many Columbus natives as possible. He didn't do much for him last year, just 15 points. But, hey, he's got Seth Jones playing with him. I don't know if they're going to be mixed together on a line, but that's going to help you offensively. That team's going to be a lot better. The Chicago Blackhawks are going to be significantly better. You can bet your buns on that. A team that will not be better will be the Buffalo Sabres, who now have Jack Eichel to to deal with. And he's been tweeting. Jack Eichel, he is on Twitter. And I think he did. See, I love this because NHLers are getting their, like, they're getting their Twitter game on in a way that is very similar to what NBA players do every offseason. They just tweet out one emoji and it's very cryptic. And the emoji that he tweeted out on August 19th is just like the roll the eyes emoji. And I think Jack Eichel's getting impatient. He's not expected to play until December, but we do know that he wants out of Buffalo. He fired longtime agent Peter Fish. And he is getting tagging along with Pat Breeson, who people say is a good thing. Pat Breeson, who is out of Buffalo, or excuse me, out of Boston. And a lot of people are thinking that's where, if, listen, if he had one destination he would like to get traded to, you best believe it's Boston. I mean, that's where he trains in the offseason, that's where he's from. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that would be the best place for him. The best place for him in his eyes, where he would be the most happy. Now, I don't know if that trade's going to work out. The best players do end up on the best teams, and Boston is one of the best teams. They've made trades like that work out before. I Maybe, you know, I think he is a little annoyed that his buddy Taylor Hall is now playing for him. I think he was frustrated with Taylor Hall and Buffalo because Buffalo completely based their team around him, around Taylor, and Jack Eichel was sitting there like, what about me? I mean, I'm still elite. I, I'm interested to see where he ends up. I, I believe less and less that he's going to end up a blue jacket. I've been playing NHL 21, not 22. I've been playing NHL 21, and I got to be completely honest. I've been trying as hard as possible in franchise mode to try to get Jack Eichel on the Blue Jackets, but they absolutely bite on no trades. I remember I tried to send a Max Domi, Jonas Kopasalo, and like three first-round draft picks, and they still stiff-armed me. I mean, there's absolutely nothing I can do to get Jack Eichel. I, I, I mean, maybe I can like try to change the trade difficulty to easy. I guess I haven't really tried that, but I mean, still nothing's working. I did trade for Cam Fowler, though, out of Anaheim, who I think it's crazy that Cam Fowler, as young as he is, if I asked you how old is Cam Fowler, you'd probably, what? Well, my guess before I looked up how old he was would have been like 35. I just assume anybody that plays for the Anaheim Ducks is like 30, at least. And Trevor Segris, he's the only young one. I assume everybody's over the age of 30. I just feel like they're all old. But no, you know, Cam Fowler's 29 years old, man. And he's just this subtle superstar defenseman playing in Anaheim that gets absolutely no love. He's been playing there for 11 years. That's why I feel like he was sold. He's been there for 11 years with one team. Uh, 
I just, I traded for him. I said, screw it. I don't remember what I gave up, but I was like, let me make a big move in franchise mode. Got him on my team. Tell you what, he looks great in a Blue Jackets jersey in a video game. I know that doesn't mean much for you guys, but it is what it is. I thought it was cool. Thought it was something to share. That NHL 22, by the way, that beta came out, and my guy Nasher and uh, Cookie have been talking about it on Twitter. It doesn't look that good. I don't know. I just, I'm not too excited about the gameplay. Everybody's comparing the graphics to NHL like 2010, saying that they've seen better. Honestly, so have I. Not that impressive, which is sad because I'm a huge video game guy, but I guess I'm just going to have to not be. Um, anyways, that'll pretty much do it for me. Um, got nothing else to say. I'll try to be, I'll try to hit you guys back up tomorrow with another episode but until then drop a review in the apple podcast because i'm begging for it. i'm so thirsty for one also donda thank you kanye for finally dropping donda even though i heard from your instagram page that it actually wasn't you that dropped it and you were gonna hold it out a little bit longer from us but somehow someone from universal saved the day and made that album drop god bless them that album's fire i dig it i do is exactly what I wanted. And maybe it's not for you, but it's for me, okay? So buzz off. Oh, let me get some college football. Get that music down. Get that music down. Hey, let me get my college football picks from this weekend up. Because I had a good I had a decent weekend, week zero. I was four and three. And I know I'm gonna drop I'm done with baseball. I'm retired from picking baseball for now. Until Probably the playoffs. I'll probably get back into the playoffs. But football's going on. We've officially kicked off week one of college football. Week week zero of college football. Week one is coming up. Um, I'm going to drop my picks. And no, I'll save my picks. I'll drop them. I'll probably drop them later this week. Uh, tell your dog. Just find a place to make your stand. Take it easy.